0: Welcome to the Deep Waters Podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. We
1: pray that Christ is at the beginning, the middle, and the end of all we do. May openness and shalom mark our discussions as we engage in conversations about the fresh move of God, and may our hearts be drawn to unity. And in all things, may this shape us to look more like you, Jesus. Amen.
2: Amen. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's going to be a good time. So grab whatever cup of hot beverage you want in the midst of this winter season and enjoy the Deep Waters podcast. Doom,
0: doom, doom. doom. Wow. Um, hey, everyone. <laughs> I like that. Welcome to the podcast. We have with us our very own Jordan Soda Man. <laughs> wow.
2: Yeah. <Hi>. That's Benjamin. <laughs> I'm Jace. It's true. That's we're, Jordan. We're with
0: Riverhouse Church in Boise, Idaho, USA, if you've just stumbled upon this podcast. Earth, if um, you're from further away.
2: Yeah. Welcome.
0: Yeah. <laughs> we're glad you're with us. Uh, if you aren't in the day-to-day rhythm of everything that's going on at Riverhouse and this season, February of 2024, then you don't know that we just had a really significant conference called the God is near conference this past weekend in real time. Yeah. Um, just in the middle of February and, Our friends, Julian and Katya Adams came to join us for that conference from the Boston, (laughs) the Table Boston Mm -hmm. Church and just blessed our house um, dramatically. We could spend hours just unpacking the wisdom that Julian and Katya deposited on our church while they were here. Um, Instead, what we feel like is the pertinent thing to do is to spend some time just resting in conversations around signs and wonders. Um, because if you weren't around that weekend, there were a bunch of people in our church, um, that experienced some, yeah. uh, inexp not, not explainable, inexplicable things. Uh, I don't know what the word is. Uh, it sounds great. And there's some testimonies that are rolling out of our church right now that if you don't belong to our church or aren't familiar with these ways that God moves, they could be, um, wow, surprising, exciting, offensive, concerning. I, I know that there's a whole swath of responses that people could have. And, um, what we want to do first and foremost is fix our eyes on Jesus and celebrate. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot to celebrate. We're not here to make sense of all of these things. Um, but we just want to unpack them a little bit in the ways that we can. And especially in the ways that we cannot understand them for the next half hour Uh, yeah. So like come along that journey with us.
2: (laughs) So easy. (laughs) What an easy task to somehow encapsulate or summarize or (laughs) at all try to explain what happened (laughs) in only a half hour. Mm -hmm. That is kind of wild.
0: And the conference began with Julian talking about when water turns to wine in the book of John chapter two, Jesus does it. Mm -hmm. It's called his first sign. And I think it's really important that we understand right here, first and foremost, that that sign, like all the signs in the Gospels, are to point to the identity of Jesus as bridegroom, as the lamb to whom we'll be married to at the marriage supper, um, when all things are brought to their fulfillment, um, that his wine, aka his blood, flows liberally to all. Mm -hmm. Um, for the sake of celebration. There's so many things prophetically that happened at that wedding in Cana. And um, they weren't just for the sake of like a really cool water into wine moment. It was a sign that points to the glory of Jesus. And uh, yeah, there were a handful of things that happened to different people this weekend. I think probably the most common experience that people in attendance had was experiencing the fragrance of heaven yeah as we've come to call it um jordan can i just ask you do you have any experience with the fragrance of heaven before this weekend
1: oh and i was gonna say now i do but not not before this weekend no. yeah yeah I've heard stories and um yeah i mean i think you you said something beautiful at the beginning but it's yeah it's it's how, oh, even we were praying beforehand and it was this idea of, of, what, what do we try and ask the Lord to help us understand, to explain, and what do we not ask him for almost uh, like, or, or, or essentially just like what do we try and explain and what do we not try and explain? Mm-hmm. Um, and this is one of those that I don't really, I, I could point to some concepts and ideas in scripture around the fragrance and maybe what that can represent and the experience it's drawing us to. But, I don't know, rather than at least for me trying to get down to why and what it means. um, I'll say one thing that I really loved about experiencing um, the fragrance of the Lord in a couple of these spaces over the last weekend um, has been this concept in my head beforehand was if somebody was to smell heaven or smell the Lord or whatever this is, Mm -hmm. um, it would have to be this very uh this very somber w- experience marked with words such as somber, holy, reverent on your face, um, almost mm. smelling spiritually rather than actually physically, if that makes sense. Yeah. I would think it's like yeah. it's like in faith you have this like this is just what was in my head, I guess almost you would have this concept yeah. of like oh, I think I'm smelling. But what marked me from experiencing that this weekend and seeing other people experience it was how incredibly communal Hmm. and almost easy it was. It was just like really childlike and it was, it was just, it was there. And if you walked over there, you'd smell it with your nose. (laughs) I know that sounds funny and almost so simple, but there is something so profound about that, that really, um, just helped me learn and grow and understand in a new way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also thought it was just so beautiful of, it was like I was grabbing people who weren't smelling it and I would say, come with me, just walk over here. And then we oh, wow. would stand there and there would just be this, they would smell it and the response would just be, would be joy. It would be delight. It would be, thank you, Jesus. It would be gratitude. It would be love. It would be like, like, happy tears of like, wow, he's just beautiful. I'm just so thankful. And that, that, that was my response. It was just happy tears. And I was just like, just as I'm sitting here now, smiling, happy to, to yeah. be talking about <laughs> these things. It was, it was in that moment. I was just delighting to, um, experience Jesus and see him in a way that, um, broke outside of some kind of box that I, yeah, knowingly or unknowingly had him in. And, uh, Yeah. I just loved it. It was just, (laughs) it was just filled with joy, Mm -hmm. Felt very childlike.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I think there was, yeah, there was just like this unity about it there where it wasn't, it didn't feel like ever in this weekend where it was like, there was like levels of nearness to God. Like no matter what was happening in the room, I feel like just talking to a lot of people, everyone encountered the Lord in some way. And even if you weren't, you know, on the ground laughing or on your face crying or feeling the presence of God through smells or fragrance or other physical manifestations, it was still like, we're all, we're all in this together and it's all for the sake of everyone else and not Mm -hmm. for any sort of like leveling up in the kingdom kind of a thing, Wow, which I thought was really beautiful and felt like a fruit of what I believe heaven would be like this Equality. Wow, I love unity. that. It's
0: like cool. I can celebrate an experience that my friend had, even though I didn't have that experience. There's not a sense of comparison. There's not a sense that oh, you can see the glory cloud because you're holier than me. Instead, it's like I'm so thankful you can see that. Praise Jesus yeah. for His kindness. <laughs> totally. I love that. Yeah, I felt that too. Uh, that the space was. Um, I, I think. If I'm being completely candid, when people started smelling the fragrance right around me, the first thought that went through my mind was, oh no, what if I don't smell it? Sure. What am I going to do? Yeah. Am I just going to be like stoked for them? Am I going to like try and smell it and assume that maybe something that I am smelling is the fragrance of heaven and like jump on board? Am I going to get offended? And then all of these like worried thoughts got interrupted by the actual fragrance. (laughs) 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 And I was like, whoa. And then I turned and I looked at my wife. Oh, isn't that holy? It was funny because I had this experience and I looked at my wife, Haley, and I saw her going through what I assume was the exact same process in her head, and then again, the the aroma hit her, and her eyes just lit up. It was like something about that manifestation of heaven was so obviously heavenly that the fear, oh, this is probably just like a perfume that someone is wearing, or oh, this is somebody just shoved cotton candy in my nose. (laughs) Yeah. Um, those thoughts like couldn't stand because it felt so obviously heaven. Yeah. Um, but I don't know how to describe that. And that's, that's so fun. And
2: I, I think that's <laughs> even the spirit of this conversation is we want to just celebrate the stories. And even in the next couple of weeks, we're going to share testimonies. And we just want to celebrate the stories because we can see the fruit. We can testify to the fruit that it is Christ. It is like for his glory. And I think As time goes on, we might gain more understanding, but we also might not. And I think the moment we try to even talk about the breaking of boxes, we're going to, without knowing it, start building boxes again around what we now know. And so I think there is, there's Mm -hmm. this beauty to the unknowable God that is also so intimate to us and that paradox that we have to hold in our hands. Like I got to see a glimpse, a glint, of heaven hmm. if, it, if it was a diamond you know i saw i saw a little bit but whoever said we see through a, yeah a glass dimly a glass dimly paul first uh, corinthians 13. Yeah, yeah. yeah that guy paul great <laughs> author um, <laughs> Heard of it. Yeah. uh yeah but like to also just hold like it's just dimly and we all just get to hold it in reverence and mm-hmm. expectation that it's going to continue happening but also that we don't have it figured out and that's okay and I'm preaching to myself 100% here mm-hmm. and preaching, especially to the person who was, you know, five years ago, who would just been like, I don't know what to do with this. I need to explain it all and have a thesis for everything. Um, and I'm just lost in the glory right now, lost in the mystery of it.
0: <laughs> Speaking of Paul and first Corinthians, I'm reminded of a verse where he says in chapter eight, knowledge puffs up. But love builds up. Mm. The man who thinks he knows something does not yet know as he ought to know. But the man who loves God is known by God. Mm. And I think that verse um, like, almost became incarnate on Saturday night at wow. the conference. Yeah. Because knowledge puffing up was impossible. Because everything that was happening was beyond our ability to understand. And instead of that understanding, I felt like just true, genuine, childlike love of the father overwhelmed us all.
1: Yeah. I think, uh, looking back, especially on Saturday night, which if, if you're listening and and this doesn't make sense, just especially Saturday night, there was a, there was a kind of a, a series of signs and wonders breaking out that were really creating a lot of a lot of awe and hunger and wonder. And, um, but I, I think, uh, t- to your point of what you're just talking about, what, um, what really marked that time other than just, I mean, hey, don't let me skip over the signs and the wonders. Thank you Lord for them. I'm not just skipping <laughs> yeah. over these. These are <laughs> incredible. Um, and I wasn't looking for in the moment justification of why this is okay or what it's unto yeah. in the moment. I was just enjoying mm-hmm. and I was just filled with what yours, I was filled with gratitude. I was filled with love. Mm -hmm. I was filled with such joy in my heart for just, Mm. just encountering the bridegroom, seeing him and loving him. The one that we sing about the one that we talk about. And he's just, Mm. he's right here and he's touching and he's grabbing and he's kissing and he's, you know, he's just doing (laughs) what he does. And it was, it was glorious. (laughs) Um, so like I said, I'm not looking in the moment for the reasons, but afterwards thinking about it, I was really marked by, um, I I felt like what would happen is there would be a sign or a wonder that would happen and everybody would want to go look at or see or feel or smell or touch see, see what's happening. And then there would just be this time where people would just start worshiping. Mm. Oh, they would just start worshiping and there was just some like purity that it came from. They would start like just like praising and thanking God, laughing, Uh, just out of joy for what he's doing there, like ministry would start to break out of people praying for each other and ministering Mm -hmm. to each other. Um, there was just this, every sign led to this celebration of Jesus. And it was almost like, I got to see you in a new way through blank. And now let me worship you about what I just saw about you. Mm -hmm. And it makes me think of, um, revelation, The elders, they take a look and they see something about him and then they bow down and they worship and then they take another look and then they bow down and they worship and it feels like Mm. each sign, each wonder was like a crown that Jesus was giving to us as he selflessly gave himself to us that evening in this week. And then each time that we would take that crown, we'd cast it back down before him and say, wow, I just love you. Wow, you're just beautiful. Wow, you're Mm. glorious. Wow, you're so kind. Wow, you're so healing. Wow, you're so full of joy. And we'd worship him from that place. And that's been the response in my heart since then. And even as we've shared stories and testimonies and each time I mm. hear these things happening, we had a staff meeting yesterday where we just shared testimonies and what was the response each time we would, somebody we'd stand up and rejoice mm. and celebrate or there would just, be little people would we'd start singing something or like mm. there's just worship and there's adoration pouring out from a result of these signs. And, um, feel free to butt in at any time, but this not button speaking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, it reminds me what my mind has been going to throughout this week now has been, um, when, when I did a, a ministry school back in 2012, I did YWAM and, um, I went in with no understanding, very little understanding of any part of God, mm-hmm. father, son, or Holy spirit. But at the very least amount of what I knew was the Holy spirit and him revealing Jesus to me. And, mm-hmm. Uh, and I had these pretty radical encounters, radical signs and wonders that I would liken to similar to what we saw on Saturday night, very in my face. Yeah. I'm physically experiencing something that I can't deny is heavenly as we're happening right in front mm-hmm. of me. Uh, and when I look back on that time, every time I tell a story about my days in Wyoming or something, my, my, the rejoicing of my heart over that time it's very rarely talking about the signs and wonders and it's always talking about how much in love i fell with jesus during that time wow and how it led oh man i can talk about <laughs> it very rarely anymore without yeah. just bringing the emotion i think about that was very little personal relationship more communal but very little personal relationship with jesus at that point in my life and after i saw these things and experienced these things this is when i would i started waking up to pray and worship. I mean, I, the ability that I had in those times was to worship for seven, eight hours a day and to read the Bible in a matter of weeks and, and stuff like this because of like the space I was able to yeah. have there I was given. But I was thinking about all those things were so driven from love, so driven from adoration because of, before I knew him, before I was even asking for it, signs and wonders that broke out in front of me that created an awe, created a love, created a hunger. So that's what I'm longing to see from this weekend and this week is it leads to this hunger and that says in joy and in celebration and in awe and in reverence. My heart is drawn to, I just like, wow, I love you for who you are and what you showed yourself to be through what you did. And I want to grow in love. I want to grow in hunger. So let me continue seeking, continue pursuing asking for these things, expecting these things Mm. um, for the sake of of just loving him more.
0: I'm reminded of something really wonderful that my wife said last night when we were unpacking this conversation a little bit together. And she said, "Uh, like, it means a ton to me when you Benjamin bring me flowers, flowers are absolutely unnecessary, but they beautify our home and they speak to your love for me and I like she was communicating that she like experiences me in that act my love and I love that picture if we could set that on analogy with these signs and wonders because the fragrance of heaven is as unnecessary as a bouquet of flowers and maybe as essential as a bouquet of flowers in the way that they communicate the love of God in a moment. Mm. And I, I just want to invite people if you're struggling at in any way with this conversation, um, maybe some of those analogies help, um, for you to not focus or get fixed on the sign or the wonder, but to allow that to point you to the character of our wonderful Lord that we love and get to serve all of our lives. Um, yeah, and That's good. I also want to invite all of us, myself included, um, with an invitation that Julian Adams gave us to recognize that if there is some frustration or offense that seems to be welling up inside of our spirits around this conversation, just to really gently and kindly ask God what that is and where it's coming from and do a little self-audit and see if there's some stuff that the Lord might be inviting you to work through in him and allow any kind of offense or frustration to be an opportunity for even deeper intimacy with him Mm -hmm. and, um,
2: like conversation with him. Amen. Like let it just develop more conversation with him Mm -hmm. and like, Whoa, then there's like actual really Holy spirit fruit Mm -hmm. to offense, which is, Box breaking, you know, I don't know if we like that in our comfortable culture, but Mm. what if he's, yeah, giving you opportunity just to converse more, Mm. which I would, is the fruit of both of these things. Like either Mm -hmm. like this wonder, just pursue, like just pouring out love or like, you know, offense. And I'm like, Lord, I just want to seek you more about it. Those are both like, hopefully bring us to our knees and, um, Mm. yeah, just draw us closer make God nearer to us through either avenue. Yeah. This, this thought's
1: coming to mind that, uh, think like any time that I experience God in a new way, or there is a greater revelation of him, which I, I pray is a moment by moment and everyday thing for us. Right. Amen. This isn't just yes, a, yeah. Um, I think there's like a healthy level of offense that happens mm-hmm. that has to happen. For humility to have place, because it, because essentially what what's happening is it says there's some aspect, there's some level of God that is is available for me to like experience and encounter that I haven't yet. So you see, like the humility that that takes to say yes. like I don't actually have him fully understood, I actually don't That's have it gotten. And, and there's like the headway really I can good. say that, and there's the heart way I can really like mm. posture myself mm-hmm. in humility from that place. And so I think if there's a level of offense that you might be feeling from events, signs, wonders, words spoken, whatever it is. I think a lot of times the, the, the critical aspect of offense can happen when I feel isolated. I feel like it's just me feeling this. I'm frustrated by this and everybody else seems to be getting it or agreeing. And I'm kind of in this isolated world by myself. But to recognize that offense is actually happening across the board. It's happening in me. It's happening in Benji. It's happening in Jay's. It's Mm -hmm. happening in everybody who's there because my mind is being offended for him to get to my heart, for me to see him in a new way Mm. where I'm recognizing there's something that I don't know. There's something deeper for me to understand. Um, So rather than offense to be this scary thing that you have to go on some spiritual journey to be okay sitting in just recognizing like everybody it's happening across the board to everybody. Mm -hmm. I think that's very like a unifying thing to, Mm -hmm. um, and maybe it doesn't make it feel any better. And I think that's okay. Yeah. I think it's part of like the starkness in some of the, um, -hmm. the Jesus as careful shepherd and also the Jesus wielding a sword. I think there's some, wow, there's some dual edged sword cutting going on. And I thank God for that. And I pray like, yeah, in my heart, Wherever it can be needs to be offended in an easy way or in a hard way Like let it happen, but i'm not alone. I'm not isolated Mm -hmm. He's there with me and we're with each other talking through this. So
2: Yeah, I think would you rather be like offended and afraid standing by yourself or offended and afraid like linking arms with people? Well, like just like that the support and community Mm -hmm. that that brings um doesn't change really the situation but I think it also does too like there is like this togetherness Uh that is so crucial. That's, I feel like a through line through the weekend, Friday to Sunday is community and togetherness. And there isn't going to be this kind of fruit in isolation.
0: Wow. I definitely experienced it as heavily communal for Mm -hmm. sure. Jordan, on the point that you were saying before, would you mind bringing up that story from John where Jesus heals the blind man? Yeah. Uh, I just... you were sharing that with us before the podcast started recording and I thought it was really profound. Yeah.
1: Was there a specific aspect that was sticking out to you or
0: I think that, know? um, that people like you had said before, Jesus is offending the mind in order to get to the heart. Oh, yeah, sure. Um,
1: yeah, this is, it, I encourage you if you're listening, please stop the video and read this cause it's way better than anything we're going to say. Uh, <laughs> John nine snaps. um, is the healing of the man who's born blind. Um, there's a lot of controversy regarding the man who was healed and people not believing that it was him. And there's a lot, I think even there, as far as like community supporting and believing in honoring a miracle that happens in somebody, but we can get there if we want to, if maybe not, maybe we don't need to, that's fine. <laughs> um, but, uh, essentially the part that I was, this, this came to mind as I was driving here to, to come talk with these these beautiful friends. Uh, and the part that really stood out to me was just essentially the idea that like this, this, uh, this miracle took place on the Sabbath. And we see this in a lot of different, um, spaces in the gospels of, of essentially the Pharisees being really offended that Mm -hmm. a miracle had happened on the Sabbath. Um, and it was just, yeah, just this concept of the Lord offending my mind of when I think a miracle should be able to happen or where it should happen or how it should happen. Um, I I feel like I'll use my uh, sanctified imagination in this story um, just to imagine myself into it with Jesus of almost him doing that because of, Yeah, I won't even read it because you should really read it. It's so powerful. You'll see so many conversations that are happening between Pharisees, between onlookers, between his parents, between him speaking to the Pharisees, this Pharisee speaking to him, the Pharisee speaking to his parents. There's a lot of these conversations happening. And each one of those things, there's like, I feel like something about the intentionality of Jesus behind it and why why he did this on the Sabbath, why he did this on this offensive day. Um, when he wasn't supposed to, for the sake of like, he opened up like this, I don't know what, he opened up something yeah, and it caused all these conversations to happen that we then got to see, um, intentionality of Jesus through each one of those and something that he's teaching. So anyway, I I think that's just the idea and the concept that came to me was like, Lord, if you want to offend my mind and how Mm. I think something should happen and should work, almost less of so there's one specific lesson you're trying to teach me and there's like there's this one takeaway i'm trying to get away from this and rather you're unfolding my mind and you're opening me up to like a realm of you have your voice in this and in this and in this and in this and in this in in the part of me that wants to be critical and the part of me that wants to be believing and, and and everywhere in between um just see him like speaking and working in that. So
0: mm, I think we're that's, sharing that. that's it. I'm, I've been more amazed by how consistent th- th- there seems to be a message throughout the gospels, especially that Jesus forces an either or mm. decision of us all. Yeah. Um, and nobody's exempt from that. And the that story, I think portrays it. What are, what are we going to do here? Jesus just did something that forces us to either worship him or be offended toward him mm-hmm. and reject him. Um, and I just want to point that out as a through line. Like you can't be undecided about Jesus. If you're, so good. if you're <laughs> encountering so good, him, good. Yeah. yeah, it's an, it's a non option. Yeah. Um, And John is intentionally like telling his gospel that way, because that's who the person of Jesus forces us to be. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, John chapter one is talking about Jesus coming. He came to his own and those who were his own did not receive him. But as many as received him to them, he gave the right to become children of God, even to those who believe in his name who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. There's, there's an example right there of an either or, and a few verses later, there's another one. And I just, honestly, this is sort of an echo of our last week's conversation Mm -hmm. about um, some miraculous deliverance that took place a few Sundays ago. And we celebrate Jesus and notice In I I think that one was in the book of Mark. We're noticing that people are responding in an either or kind of way. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I just want to invite you listener to respond, whether you were not there or you were, um, whether you have experienced these kinds of signs and wonders or you haven't yet. Um, I just want to invite you to lean in and open your heart to Jesus and, um, ask questions of him rather than allow offense yeah. to push you further from him or turn your face from him i think ultimately that that i think is maybe the most essential point in this yeah. is that okay to say and that as we like turn our face toward him and lean in we celebrate we worship yeah um what else could we do and so <laughs> as a way to do that we are going to take some time on the podcast to just interview a good handful of people about their experiences from last weekend. And we're going to do our best to splice them together. Do you want to talk a little bit about that, Jace?
2: Yeah. Um, If there is some, someone listening that was there um, or watching it on live stream and you feel like you want to share, we would love to hear from you. We have a, a list of people that we know that we're already going to interview, but um, I know there might be someone out there that might not be on that list. And so we'd love for you to reach out to riverhouseministries.com and we'll send you a, a little testimony form to to kind of know what's what's going on and we'll find a time to, to get you in and, um, and record with you mm-hmm. because we just want to share what the Lord's doing, the story of God and celebrate in that and just stay no matter how much we kind of want to move to, yeah, maybe some explanation or getting terminology or whatever, we just want to stay in celebration. Mm-hmm. And so we're doing this as an act for ourselves, but also um, for the church as a whole to stay in celebration, to record testimonies, to share what the story of God is. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's praise God. all I have on that. So if the Lord met
0: you in a radical way, please reach out. Mm-hmm. And we pray that as we continue to lean into his presence, that's not an exceptional mountaintop moment, but instead we'll have opportunity to experience glory to glory to glory. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, there's no scarcity of this. Mm-hmm. I it's love just, that. It's not going away. Cause it's him.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs>
1: say that, <laughs> say that. <laughs> I, know? Yeah. That was yeah, mentioned yeah. yesterday.
2: Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. That's and, so important. and just, yeah. How, we don't have, we don't, we're not even going to like press in and try to just, you know, linger extra long because we feel like it might not last forever. You know, like, I think we'll, we'll, still just like be there on Sundays and we'll like, there'll be so much fruit of his love and the pour out that we want and just seeing his face. And I think that's all going to be evident. And then six, 10 rolls around. And we'll know that there's going to be more next time we all gather together. And there's going to be more Mm. when we hop in our car and there's going to be more when we pray with our families and meet with our house churches. Mm. And we're not going to have to like, you know, just sit for six hours in a, in the sanctuary because we feel like it's going to lift at some point. Um, because like you said, it's him, it's Jesus. Amen, It's the father. So share your
1: testimonies, (laughs) lean into them. Yeah. Share them here, share them with your families, share them with your friends, share them with whoever, your coworker. It's how you keep it alive. It's how it builds faith, even in us. Mm. For the the week after, when you're sitting there and you're driving somewhere and you, the thought comes to your mind of like, did that really happen? Yeah. Did, the, did I actually smell that? Did I actually see that? Did I actually? You did. Mm-hmm. You did. You did. <laughs> we did. <laughs> I, I, I did. You did. <laughs> this For That's sure. how we keep it alive yeah that's good Well, wow, praise really good. god yeah thank
0: Th- you jesus and thanks for being with us jordan anytime you're just a deep well of wisdom so we're glad that we could have you yeah to offer some valuable perspective on this there's a lot more we could say but we're gonna end it right there and just celebrate our god of wonder beyond yes. our galaxy he is holy
2: oh <laughs> love you church so good <laughs> bye friends bye friends bye Thank you so much for listening to the Deep Waters Podcast. If you have comments, questions, or concerns, maybe even a recipe or two, please send them to deepwaters at riverhouseministries.com. And if you would like to join us at Riverhouse for Sunday service, we meet at the Vineyard Boise at 4 p.m. We'd love to see you there. We cannot do this podcast without a little help from our friends. Our theme music was written and recorded by the Riverhouse Worship Team. Production is done by Jordan Sodeman. Special thanks to Isaiah Guerrero for our artwork. Benjamin Olson writes and co-hosts with me, Jace Langley, and I also edit this bad boy. If you like this podcast and want to keep going on this journey of discipleship with us, please leave us a review wherever you listen to the Deep Waters podcast. May Christ be with you wherever you go.